Welcome to the 440 Guitar Podcast. My name is Jarrell Powell. Thank you so much for tuning up. You can catch the podcast on anchor.fm forward slash 440. You can also catch it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts as well. Uh, you can also follow the 440 Guitar Podcast on uh, Instagram at the 440 Guitar Podcast. You see the uh, the theme. Everything is the 440 Guitar Podcast, so you won't have any trouble uh, finding it. Um, before I start, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to um, the other countries that I realized that were actually listening to the episode. Went on my analytics, and it looks like almost 10% of it is like nine other different countries like Morocco and Iraq and uh, 3% of it is the UK so shout out to you guys keep listening um, today I have uh, some really awesome guests from a really awesome rock band uh, a lot of their influences uh, are around Queens of the Stone Age Black Sabbath Jack White White Stripes Black Keys Muse all bands that I like which is really interesting um, and they currently have an EP uh, currently have an EP out called Ritual, and they also have a single out called Wither in Time, right? Name yes, it. Wither in Time. Uh, but without further ado, uh, Brujas. So I wanted to first introduce one of the guitarists, uh, Edgar. Edgar, how you doing? Oh, I'm great. Thanks. Good, man. Hey, I'm, I'm glad you're here. And uh, Alan, who's also the vocalist and the guitarist, mm-hmm. second guitarist, right? Mm-hmm. That's Fan- right. Fantastic. Fantastic. Awesome. So thank you guys for uh, you know doing this today. Uh and you guys sound really good too. It was funny because um, when I fa- I was following you guys on Instagram, and there's some other bands that uh, one I will be interviewing, but that I was interested in, and uh, like Strange Trip, like they followed you yeah. guys. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. oh, okay, you know. And then um, I want to say like Ma- uh, Matrad and a few others, and I was like, oh, okay, interesting. So like I reached out to you guys without even actually listening to your music first. And I was oh, like, oh. if they if if they like them, then something's going on with this band. And then when I, I, I remember listening uh, after the fact, I was like, hey, they, they really sound good. <laughs> oh, man. Sweet. That's really cool to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It's a word of mouth. There you go. Yeah, yeah so I was um, really cool to to – this an interesting experience. Usually, I, I always listen to the music before I reach out, but for mm-hmm. this one, it's had a feeling. I was like, "There's something. Something is. Something feels right." So, um, so for the four four guitar podcast, we always start with an origin story. Big fan of the origin story. How people get where they are. Um, so, for out further ado, whoever wants to go first, um, how did you guys individually get interested in music? I guess I'll start with I'll start with you, Alan. Okay. So uh, myself particularly. Uh, it seems very vain, 
because I wanted to just impress this girl I was interested in. Uh, so I thought, let me pick up a guitar because she was into musicians and all that. Oh, okay. And through that experience, I found friends and bandmates that shared the same interests and wanted to play music that I like. Mm. So through there, I didn't get the girl, but I ended oh, up... Oh, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> how it goes. I ended up getting some really cool friends, and then they okay. put me through into this whole new life that I didn't know I'd expect. Nice. Yeah. And and wh- who did... um. What were some of your influences like that that so got you pick up? Definitely at that time, it was, uh, you know, the first guitarist I heard that blew my mind away was uh, Jimi Hendrix. Mm, okay. And I was through my friend. And he was an incredible guitarist. He copied everything Jimi did, and he did it to oh, nice. such an incredible extent. And I just wanted to be just like him. And so I tried playing guitar, and I just wasn't good enough. So they're like, here, why don't you try playing bass? <laughs> and so <laughs> and so I ended up being a bass player for a few years and then oh, they're just okay. like, Well, we need a drummer. I'm like, All right, I'll pick that up as well and then Yeah. That's how the story just came together. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. And then for you, um, Edgar, how did uh, you get in? A little bit of a longer story, but oh, yeah. uh, okay. We have time. Yeah. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be uh, I guess I was never like into music. Mm-hmm. I would just listen to the radio, whatever was on, some Lady Gaga, All American Rejects were popular at the time. Mm-hmm. But uh I would go to the Saturday kind of boys and girls club program okay. as like a fifth or sixth grader and I just bored me yeah. all the all morning. But they asked me at one point, like, Hey, we have a guitar teacher if you wanna start playing do some music mm-hmm. and I'm like if I get out of being around all these kids doing nothing, yeah, sure, I'll try it. So uh, I picked up guitar there uh, for a short bit, just kind of playing, strumming around. And from that, I'm like, Foo Fighters are kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Let me try and learn one of their songs. Nice. I go on Ultimate Guitar. Uh, I didn't learn how to read tablature. Okay. It was all standard notation. Oh. So going on Ultimate Guitar, it was a tablature, and I'm like, I don't know what this says. Yeah. I can't figure this out. Yeah. And for about one year, those guitar lessons, I just didn't have any interest mm. in playing music or keeping it up. And I really just kind of wanted to quit after a short while. Mm. Well, Interesting. Now, I was going to ask you, so you, you know music notation. Yeah. Music, and how did that kind of that come about? Uh, the teacher, that he just preferred to teach in standard notation. Oh, cool. Yeah, he just oh, had okay. sheet music. He never showed me any tablatures. Oh, wow. Which helped out later because uh, he eventually quit. Mm. But there was another teacher that was in a more advanced class. Oh. And they told me, oh, we could put you in there. Why not? Yeah. And, but yeah, that was right when I was like, I almost told them, no, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to do music. Mm-hmm. But I, on the whim, I just showed up to the class. Uh, I walk in, there's three other students. And uh, the teacher, there, I remember, I know him as Charlie. Never learned his full name. Some Vietnamese guy. Oh, okay. Uh, but I sit down in the class and I'm in the back. He puts up a, a standard notation handwritten page. Yeah. And on top it just says, Paranoid. By, uh, oh. Black Sabbath. Oh, nice. Uh, and I'm nice. listening to these kids. Just dun, 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 dun. I'm like, this is cool. Uh, I take a peek. Like, oh, I can, I can read that. I can play that. Da, 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 da. Following them. Oh, wow. We get to the solo. Uh, Charlie busts out the solo. I'm like, that's doable. Like, I might follow that. <laughs> I play a little bit. Like, oh, yeah, I could do this. This is easy. Yeah. Uh, go home. I show my friends. Like, hey, I found this band, Black Sabbath. Here's a little guitar solo. Yeah. Uh, what really hooked me, though, is uh, one of my friends goes, did you see his fingers? They're like a waterfall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll probably, I'll keep going. I like this. This is awesome. Wow. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting because I mean, you learned. I feel like you learn how other guitarists generally don't learn. Mm-hmm. Like no. Learning music notation, yeah. like that's that's 
that's more ability to learn how you're playing something versus guitar tablature where it's like where well, yeah it's like i know where it is but i don't know how and <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know how like it was so easy for you to just move to tabs and you're just like oh this isn't music like no, no it was yeah. I, I didn't understand tabs yeah, like yeah. for a good while yeah yeah immediately after that i told my dad hey let's pick up a music book and I just picked up the first Black Sabbath book I saw. Mm. And, uh, and I still wasn't listening to them. Yeah. I've only heard Paranoid. I just turned to the first page. There's this song here. I'm like, okay, I'm looking at the notes. G5, got that. A G above that, sure. Mm. Uh, is that a trill? All right. I, just stormed it. I borrowed an electric guitar, too. It was my first electric guitar when oh, I got okay. that book. Mm. Give that power chord a strum. It's a big distorted G. I'm like, this is cool. <laughs> Get to hit the other G. Damn. I'm like, oh, nice. Hit the trail like, oh, this is demonic. <laughs> <laughs> this is evil. That's really dope. Yeah, I'm drawn like, to this. Yeah, that, that just, <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so right? <laughs> Start hearing some rumbles outside. Yeah. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And like, let me actually hear the song. Starts <laughs> with the church bells, of course. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And how did you? How did you guys meet each other? So. Uh, I was introduced into him through more friends of ours. When we first started, we were trying to find a, another guitarist. And then our bassist at the time said, oh, I know somebody. And lo and behold, this is the guy right here. And <laughs> he knew. Uh, how did you meet him? Though? Yeah, um, our, the bassist. Uh, his name is Tristan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ran into him on a uh, Facebook group, uh, Buy and Sell Instruments. Okay. Uh, at the time, I was playing for a Christian rock band. Mm-hmm. And the other guitarist, uh, he saw an ad listening for a white Les Paul custom on there mm. he's like I want to pick this up Edgar you want to go with me I'm like sure I'm looking at the listing uh, I go to the guy's Facebook page who listed it Tristan tap on it I see we have a mutual friend oh. uh, that's interesting those are hell algorithms yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Facebook knows <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah well, we met him I met him that day buying that Les Paul and then, oh sure while later he has another post up saying he does custom pick guards mm. like mm. Oh, uh, that seems interesting. I'll try that. Oh, that's right. Um, and then that's when I also bought my my main guitar that I assume we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So I'm like, oh, I know he likes these type of guitars. I'm going to go show off my Sweeney guitar. Yeah. So, uh, we end up at his place. I don't know how long. We're just jamming. Yeah. And uh, after a while, yeah, this, I just this show guy up, here man. just walk, turns the corner and enters the garage. I'm like, yeah. who's this? <laughs> and yeah, that's, I, I say that's where we met, right? That's Yeah, I, I totally forgot about Some that. Some garage. And then we were just jamming along talking about youtube um yeah like youtube guitarists and stuff like that wow that's cool and you guys had a had a common um i'm assuming you guys had a common ground on like yeah yeah, yeah. Like Sabbath you know what we, we didn't know that either when we first met each other mm. like because it was it wasn't until two years later that tristan brought him into the band mm. i'd say and then when he was in the band like i just clicked with him immediately mm. and like i just but the music taste was just, it was there and it was easy to get the vibe going and everything else like that. Yeah. I feel like it's really important to to vibe with who you're playing with in a band. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know, like, just like where it doesn't really feel like a job, it feels like it's just like, you know, you're playing with, like, good friends and good mm-hmm. people and then, like, you're, you know, creating moments. Cause oh, yeah. I'm, it's like countless, countless bands of, you know, you play with someone, oh, that's cool. And it's like, hey, I'm going to quit. And it's like, no, <laughs> what am I going to do? It's like, so, why are you quitting? I just don't like you. Like, I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah, dude, you suck. Now, at this point, were you playing bass guitar when, so at like, this, when you guys jammed? or? Um, well, Wait, when we jammed as a band the first time or when yeah. we first met? Just when you first met. When we first met, uh, we, we all had guitars. And oh, we were okay. all in we were separate on... projects. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, 
me and Tristan, our friend, mutual friend of ours that introduced us, were in a band together as guitarist. And he was on his own. Yeah, I had the, the Christian rock thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And okay. then when we came back together in Brujas, at the time I was playing drums. Mm-hmm. And then Tristan was playing bass. Bass. Oh, okay. And then we brought him in as a guitarist. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, and I'm curious, um, how did the, the name Brujas come out? Because that's mm. a, really, a really cool name. <laughs> Who yeah, were, uh, it was what's the origin of that? Oh, it was definitely my idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I first started, when we started doing this project, it was me, Tristan, and uh, my girlfriend at the time. It was our idea to, to put this project together as a band because we saw like uh, we were falling apart with the previous one. We're just like, well, let's see if we can get another project going. Yeah, and it was just the three of us at the time, and we, me and my girlfriend at the time had a lot of spanish influences we just really wanted to incorporate that into the music and that was the idea originally but we also liked darker themed hard rock like we were super into uh jack white and all these other just muddy rock and roll and all that stuff and graveyards another great band um and then we liked the idea of occultic themes and things that seem kind of more on the edgier kind of terms Mm. but we don't want to be uh we don't want to be like Death metal. Death metal, like yeah. heavy, heavy ass, <laughs> hardcore I metal. Can't band. Stand yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> Drumming upside down. Yeah. <laughs> it was just. Yeah. And so, uh, Brujas was just a, uh, a way of us, like, expressing, like, as if we're figures, we can make ourselves this image. It's It works with the imagery that we were looking at and that we wanted to use. Mm. And yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's I dig it because you know it's funny when I first when I first started hearing the first um, your guys EP, I do you guys are, I guess familiar with like a Tito Tarantula or just like a lot of Robert Rodriguez like movies or like Desperado? Oh, yeah, yeah. it's a lot of that type of rock. Like mm. I kind of I kind of <laughs> felt like that type of vibe as I was listening to your guys' music and I was like, oh wow, this this sounds like that, you know? <laughs> cool. So that's that's interesting. That's so very cool. So. um so you guys started doing Brujas, mm-hmm. and um, what were like what, what were some of the um, as far as like the like like what was your guys like first show when you guys started off that okay. project? So together, our first show um, is this place called Beatnik Banditos out in Santa Ana. Mm. And for a lot of uh, bands that are starting out, it's just an easy place to get like your first show, and like you know you could rent out a night there for a hundred dollars, mm. book as many bands as you want, and then the guy there, Dave, he's so cool. He has his own project. He does country music in. Oh, nice. It's amazing. Nice. I was like, I didn't like country until I heard Dave. I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow, okay. you're okay. great. <laughs> but um, uh, we we had that place originally because um, me and my girlfriend like had shows that we threw there for other local bands in the area. And we're just like, hey, Dave, our band's going to be playing. Is that okay? And he's like, yeah, of course. And we got that hookup. And... Um, we like try to promote it as much as we could in this tiny little compact record store. Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. it's it's about the size of the room that we're in right now, mm. and maybe less so, maybe a little bit more narrow. It's narrower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's it's really like you probably put twenty to thirty people in there. Oh wow! And then like they'll be shoulder to shoulder. They are shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Wow. There's no room to walk. And then with your guys' music, I mean, being blaring. And <laughs> oh <laughs> man, it's just a wall of noise smacking. <laughs> Did these you guys kids in get the like the donut owner like going, like, going over? <laughs> hey, turn that down. No, <laughs> they're very sweet. Like, yeah. Oh cool. Yeah. That's crazy. They stuck around, heard the whole set. They're all just like, oh great yeah. set, nice to see you guys. Well, and all that. Walls are rattling. Records are ready to flap the shelves. <laughs> very cool, man. That's awesome. I, so. um 
I wanted to talk about to some of the the gear that you guys use because I, I I mean I, I was watching you know looking at your guys's Instagram and I was like oh man you guys got some pretty interesting <laughs> you know tastes and and everything so I know for you um, for you Edgar I, I see a lot of Gibson yeah Gibsons tell me about your Gibsons <laughs> um, I won't I don't think I will ever change brands <laughs> okay uh, for me originally. I was thinking about like a Fender Stratocaster, mm-hmm. but they never felt comfortable. Mm. They just never felt right. Wow. And then, you know, essentially growing up, listening to Black Sabbath and then Cream, some Who, Carlos Santana. Yeah. Like all these guys play SGs. Yeah. I got to get one of those double horned guitars. Ah. <laughs> and, then, and yeah, and picking up my, uh, the one I currently have, a Gibson 2016 P90 SG standard. Nice. Uh, when I first picked that one, I'm like, this is the right one. Mm. This one's made for me i gotta buy it uh i put it back on the hook came back like a week later with my mom (laughs) 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 i'm like i'm gonna see if i could get a credit card here at guitar center yeah uh didn't go through fails obviously yeah my mom's like you know what same here yeah (laughs) (laughs) same here. always they don't approve anyone yeah exactly yeah it's like this is is this even real (laughs) you want me to buy your stuff or not (laughs) Um, oh yeah my mom's like i mean Sure, I'll get it for you. Oh yeah, wow! So I grab it and then I'd still play that. Yeah, just I don't. I'll never put it down. Wow, that was my favorite. And past that, my most recent acquisition is the Le- uh, Gibson Les Paul Double Cut. Oh, it's okay. one of the newer ones from like 2018 or 19. Oh wow! It's like a satin finish. It's blue, more P90s. Nice. So you're a P90s guy. Yeah, easily. Nice. And that one I picked up because uh, I got really into Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. Mm. And their guitarist has a yellow one. Oh okay. Like, that looks cool. It's almost an SG, almost not. It's close enough. Yeah. But that's kind of like a number two. Don't pick it up too often. Oh, okay. It's a rare thing. Yeah, because you got to have a backup too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. would, would that, would that. that that's the backup. That's your backup. And okay. then I also keep that one in a drop tuning because we used to play two or three songs in drop. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, drop, drop D, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, yeah. Like oh, okay. drop D flat. We were in E flat standard. Okay. Nowadays we're in D R and D, yeah. yeah. yeah like the more we keep playing, the more we just kind of tune lower and lower. <laughs> and <laughs> we're gonna have baritone guitars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So for you, for you, Alan, what's your weapon of choice? Oh man. Well, I would say uh, my first guitar was the Jazzmaster. Oh. Yeah, okay. Fender Jazzmaster, and I got that because my idol at the time was uh, Troy Van Leeuwen from Queens of the Stone Age, mm. and I just loved his equipment. But yeah. his Jazzmaster, his signature is just much out of my price range <laughs> yeah yeah it's so, crazy so like i just waited like online for a good year just to see if i could get a good deal on something and picked it up and then like uh, i just fell in love with it like i just had a at the time i was using a beat up uh walmart brand yeah strat a strat yeah. copy yeah, oh, just, okay the first act or whatever yeah it there is. you go something oh, like okay, that yeah. and, and like i pick up that fender and i'm just like oh this is like a real guitar yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's always awesome when you get the high-end guitar i'm like this is how they're supposed yeah. to feel yeah, yeah. and it's then not- uh, absolutely and then just like uh this past year i picked up my new baby which is a yamaha Revstar 620 oh those are good guitars yeah, yeah. i and like those i like that one because it's almost an sg oh, <laughs> it's like, got the, the, the it has the horn type, right mm-hmm, that's yeah. it very cool very cool and then um just talking about pedals, as far as like uh-huh. getting that grungy distortedness, what are some of the <laughs> pedals that you guys use? I guess I'll, I'll start with yeah. you because you seem the least uh, excited. Yeah, <laughs> leave that. <on. laughs> I, mean, I could go, I could go all day with pedals. He's rubbing his hands over yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, first off, my main drive sound comes from 
the Dirty Little Secret by Cat and Bread. Okay. Up in Portland, Oregon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Those are those are really nice. They're awesome. Spells. And I have two of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I run two of them on my board. Wow. No real reason. <laughs> yeah. Just the more. Yeah. More. Okay. Uh, one of them is pretty much always on. Kind of giving me my bass tone. It's kind of a little muddy. Not too muddy, but has a classic rock kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to really fatten up, I have a, this fuzz pedal called the Whaler. Mm. There's like this nice art of Moby Dick on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's just the meanest fuzz I've ever heard. Really? Yeah. So I just bought that, turned it on. I'm like, I don't want to turn this off. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep it on. Oh, yeah. Nice. It's never off now. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, and keeping with the Sabbath influences, I have Catlin Bread's Trouble Booster. Oh, okay. Naga Viper. Just cool snake on it. Hit that on. I sound like Tony Iommi. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like your uh, your solo boost? That uh, one or uh, sometimes okay. there's a few songs where I would just keep it on because uh-huh. I want to stand out a bit more from Alan's guitar mm. or I just like the tone of that. Yeah, yeah. And that thing's mean. Germanium Tra- transistors are never oh, never quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I gotta constantly turn it on or off when there's silence because that thing squeals. Yeah, it's just always one of shouts. <laughs> Very cool. And then for uh, for you, Alan, what's your what's your pedal choices? Oh man, for that whole gain thing, I I got obsessed over it for a while. <laughs> yeah, like I I didn't believe in reverb or delay. So <laughs> really, uh, oh man, it, fake effects. Oh man, uh, I'd say like my go-to overdrive has got to be my Green Rhino by Wayhuge. Oh, okay. And again, that's just more of my Queens of Stone Age fandom right there. I just uh, I love the tone of it, and it's like there's a mid control on it that really gives me. A lot of tone that I wanted to use, um, but after that, it's my go-to fuzz, which is a uh, uh, cloven hoof reaper, which is a uh, bright earthquaker. Mm. So it's like a two fuzz in one. Um, one's a big muff replica, and the other one's a tone bender, tone bender. yeah, replica. And then in the middle, there's a octave. Oh wow! And I guarantee every show I have someone who sees that pedal is just gonna be like, "Whoa, look at that!" And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "I saw how much that was." And just like, "Oh uh, yeah, you did." <laughs> Got a zip tight to the board. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't you take this motherfucker? Yeah. Like <laughs> uh, he has a little tracking device on the inside. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. <laughs> So for um, so now that you got the crunch talking about amps, uh, are you guys tube amp guys? Oh, or? Tubes, tubes, okay. tube uh, British uh, amps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What's what's your um, EL thirty fours? EL thirty fours. Okay. I'm on the Marshall Marshall side of the spectrum. I got okay. the Origin fifty. Okay. That's, uh, that's good amp. Through a hand built cabinet uh, by this guy called Sour Mesh mm. Guitar Cabinets. He's out in Florida. I don't know if he still does them. I've tried looking for his shop because mm. I wanted a 4x12. Yeah. Uh, but mine's just currently a 2x12. You know, it has like that vintage Marshall grill on it. Yeah. So everything just looks old school. Wow. Very cool. So did you you reached out to him specifically for the cabin to be built? No. Um, or? Originally it was that buy and sell group on Facebook. I saw someone oh. posted it and I'm like, that's the look I want. Mm. That's what I kind of I'm going to go get it. Yeah. <laughs> Message him. I told him, yeah, I'll pick it up, go to his rehearsal space. He has the 4 by 12 version. And he says, yeah, I'm only selling it because I got the bigger one now. Mm. Bought it. He gave me this sweet cover for it, too. Oh, nice. Keep it protected. That's good. Yeah. I feel like a lot of guitarists don't. No, they cover. don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never. It's like it's like a grown-up thing to do, you know? <laughs> yeah. No one does it. It's like, oh, my tubes are messed up. It's because dust got in there and <laughs> fucked it all up. <laughs> So that's <laughs> when you're hauling things or tossing things into a truck or a van, yeah. 
and there's a drum kit right next to it. Right. There's speed bumps all over the road. Something's going to get something's, destroyed. Yeah. Uh, something's going to just Edgar's ruin my... the most safest person I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> something's going to ruin my sweet vintage grill. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. You'll, You'll find those like fingerprints, it. dude. Yeah. Like, did this? <laughs> Put a drumstick in my <laughs> my vintage grill. Uh, and then for you, Alan, what's your what's your uh, amp of choice? Oh, it's, it's definitely orange. Oh, I, I okay. Am, nice. I'm known among my friends for using orange and loving everything mm. about it. I use a... a Two by twelve, just like him. Yeah. Like we both like just got drawn to it, and like I don't know, I don't want to go any bigger either. It's the right size. It's just the right size for me. I could travel with it and stage like no one cares. Mm. And it's easier for me to transport. But um, it's for the most okay. That thing is heavy as hell. For me, like for me, it's easy to transport. <laughs> you weight lift cars. <laughs> 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 That's one of the heaviest amps. Look, okay. my amp is virtually. Um, Weightless compared oh, to his it, my it, cabinet, yeah. His yeah. thing is like as much as my dog weighs. It's just <laughs> it's so amazing. Good but, quality building. <laughs> yeah. But then like my head is a TH thirty uh orange head. And nice. I love that thing. Been using it since I got really serious about guitar. Yeah. Wow. That was the first thing I noticed about him too when I first met him. There's just an orange amp sitting in the corner. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's sweet. Who yeah. plays through that? Can I play through that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, like I'm not there, so of course the guy who's there is just like, of course you can. Like, touch yourself. <laughs> Tristan's right. always saying, yeah, "Touch my friend's stuff. <laughs> it's not mine. You mess it up." Interesting. Well, you know what I've you know what I've noticed with about you guys is that you guys have invested in really high quality gear. Mm-hmm. You know, like for someone like me, it's like there's certain things that they look cool. They may not be the most expensive thing, but it's like, oh yeah, I'll get yeah. that. And then like later, you're like. Okay, I really need something, or it's just like I'm like trying to find my tone. But it seemed mm-hmm. like for you guys, you guys really—it's like no, that's that's what I want, and that's what I'm going to use. Oh, to yeah, play. yeah, that's it. Yeah. We were just drawn to it. Yeah, it just calls to us. And nice. That sweet G power chord. Definitely, <laughs> like, every week, me and him are like talking with each other, just like, did you see this pedal? On the <laughs> did you see like this on the exchange? Like, it's a bad habit right now. Oh my god, it's yeah. But yeah. like, it's it's not so much that like we don't. All the stuff that's on my board and the stuff about equipment that I use, I'm using it. I'm not gonna like sell yeah. it back to anything. That's I've not, I don't really sell any of my stuff back. Like it's gonna be used. It's gonna be in a studio if I don't use it that often on stage. But everything is gonna be touched. <laughs> yeah, it's mine now. That's good. Yeah, I learned the hard way on a lot of that. Yeah, stuff. it's a lot of <laughs> trial and error. I have plenty of things I've tried for a day or two and go, oh no, it's, like, oh, yeah. it's not. This isn't for me. Yeah. Right on, right on. And then um, I was curious about, I wanted to go a little bit into um, how you guys write music and then talk about the different places that you guys have played. Um, The first album, uh, Ritual, I really, I really enjoy it. It's pretty cool. Um, The, the singer, is that? Is That's, is that a different singer? That is a different singer. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because uh, it's funny when I was listening, when I was hearing it, and then I heard Wither in Time. I was like, Yeah, that's a guy. Something <laughs> happened. <laughs> <laughs> something happened. A lot of things happened. <laughs> um, so uh, as far as for just like the how, what was the writing? What's the writing process like uh, for you guys for writing uh, like the lyrics and yeah, you know, the songs and everything? Uh-huh. Most of our songs come through guitar riffs and uh, I think that's just because of how how we learned how we learned what yeah, we listen to yeah. and me and him come from like a theory background and like we both have a, uh we just like know how to like do intervals between guitars we can't sing <laughs> what we want to like convey to our bandmates and uh playing guitar was an easier way for us to do that mm. but for going through that album like 
I'd say about every like a hundred percent of those songs are like guitar first, mm-hmm. and then like get the instrumentals done. All right, and layer the lyrics and the vocal and the vocals on top of that, and then there you go. That's a that there's your song. Yeah, so yeah. everything fits around our guitar part. Yeah, yeah. It always starts with Alan running in like, all right, I got this riff. Oh, yeah. Check it, check it out. Plays it. I'm like, okay, yeah, just nice. just do something with that. And then for like for ritual did. Did the singer write a lot of those lyrics, or do you guys write the lyrics it's together? It's probably like fifty-fifty. Yeah. Oh, really? She, yeah, she yeah. wrote a few. Um, it was our current drummer Benny. Yes. He also wrote one, I believe. Okay. You wrote two of them. I wrote two of them. I uh, so yeah, she she definitely had you know say on all the lyrics because she was gonna be singing them. Um, but uh, me and our drummer at uh Benny were doing half of the work for her to help her out mm. stuff because she was definitely brand new to doing the songwriting and everything else like that but i was just impatient i was like, <laughs> like i got stuff here you can use yeah. this and like we were trying to work with it but i learned through that process like that's not a healthy way of like kind of going about writing and stuff because it's not what the singer wants to convey or what the singer wants to sing it's what i wanted her to sing uh, and I see. so that was like uh so that's where like some of the conflicts happened through writing that album and mm-hmm. we wanted to initially put all these songs together put out the ep there's your five songs but what ended up happening was we got one song finished all right let's release it as a single and then we got another song finished here's another single and then we just did it again <laughs> and again and then eventually we got our five singles put them together here's your ep <laughs> right right Oh wow! Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, tell me about. Uh, I, I like talking about it's kind of like the creative process for like sp- specific song that you guys wrote and mm-hmm. really enjoyed. Um, what are some of the songs on Ritual that really stand out to you guys that you really enjoy the most? For me, it has to be uh, "Into the Rabbit Hole." Okay. Because it was just the heaviest at for when I first joined. They're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, we have this song here." Like, okay, blah blah blah. Okay, yeah. I like this. Um, and Alan just gave me some liberty to change up a few things, play how I want to play. I changed the solo too. <laughs> <laughs> Midway through the writing process, or did you join? Yeah, because we, you guys had Tristan showed me Ash and Fire mm-hmm. and Blacklight. Okay, and that's all he showed me. I feel like that was the only thing you guys had. Okay, solid and recorded at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's what I saw. I mean, I he sent me a message saying, "Want to join the band?" I'm like, "Yeah, here's our music, two songs." I listened to them. Oh, you guys are dropped down in tuning. Like, this is cool. Yeah, I'll join. I learned a little bit. Show up, we jam. And they're introducing me to bits and pieces of their other songs they're writing. And it's just, yeah, just went with it. Nice. Nice. And then um, for you, Alan, what were some songs that stuck out to you on Ritual? I think uh, um, Into the Rabbit Hole is definitely one of them. Because, like, uh, that song took a while to write. It was a long process. Really? Like, yeah. It was uh, it, it, it was just, uh, we wanted to make experiment, kind of more experimental music. And that was, like, our first steps to working with more uh, modulation effects and stuff like that okay and we wanted to kind of veer off from like standard heavy rock and see if we can do some progressive stuff mm. and we thought we could use this song to kind of get into it and a lot of the stuff that's on that uh ep 
we try to use progressive influences to make it seem like we're not a standard four chord rock band and everything else like that. But um, another good one off of that uh, EP that I really liked was uh, probably Never Felt Alive. Never Felt Alive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That was just like, it's just a blues, hard it's rock just a song. Yeah. Blues riff. Yeah. You know, one chord. Comes in. Go with for it. Those <laughs> vocals. And then like, just I just got to like pull my fuzz up and just turn up all the way yeah. and just like, all right, now let it rip and play the chorus and everyone fucking loses it (laughs) (laughs) serene pentatonic minor guitar uh, guitar solo at the end just standard straightforward rock yeah it's a fun song to play um black light was the hardest song to write it was our first song we wrote together as a band and we got together i brought him that first riff which was just three notes. Da 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 da. Two of them are E. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> two notes, <laughs> and we just uh, try to build it from there. And it took us long time. We were at, at it for like five hours a day, just trying to like, what do we do with this? And let's move on to this next part. Um, and we eventually got done with it like three weeks later, just working on one song. Mm. And um, we, we we loved it. We just thought like this would be something great. Like this would be our best song ever. song we were just excited <laughs> it was the same song we used we wanted to do a music video for as well and all that mm. yeah he says they loved it we don't play it anymore <laughs> no we like oh, at, really? at the time it was it, it was just something great and but now uh as times change we're just we don't play it anymore at live events it didn't get the reaction we were expecting mm-hmm. which is always a letdown but uh you know it's good enough to just move on and be like all right here's some other stuff you guys <laughs> like we'll play that instead right right interesting um and then uh, transitioning, what, uh, what led to the departure of your guys' um, uh, singer for r- Ritual? Yeah. Five. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting question. Cause, uh, I, to to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely me. Why did you throw me into the crowd? I didn't want that to happen. <laughs> Uh, not to point fingers, but yeah, I mean, it was a relationship oh, yeah. in the band. Oh, okay. That, I mean, she was my, that never works yeah, out. She was my girlfriend, and it didn't work out. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then um, she left, and uh, I don't know if I should continue talking more about it, considering nah, I mean, circumstances. But she left and took the drummer with her. and <laughs> Took the drummer with her? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had a different yeah. drummer at that time. Yeah, that's right. You know, Benny left, and you guys tried someone, and then we ended up with uh, this great drummer. Yeah. Um, he had proper uh, fundamentals amazing he drummer took lessons he like, learned i have wow. nothing against the guy as a drummer he's like the best drummer i've ever easily played the best drummer wow. yeah wow so it worked no, out no 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 he, <laughs> he, he, it worked out for hell? a bit but <laughs> it, they ran off yeah yeah jeez jeez so so are you guys are you guys looking for a drummer or did you guys find uh, a replacement we're back with uh benny who was the original kind of oh, founding drummer it. for yeah. the band yeah got it he hit us up he's like he's i like, heard you guys are looking for a drummer i'm like yeah, right, yeah, originally he's like I'll sit in because I know some of the songs until you guys find the proper drummer 
But then after a while, he's like, nah, this is fun. I'll oh, stay. man, you knew you were going to be the yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, knew, he knew what he was getting into. It's like, stop. Just stop. <laughs> Don't lie to yourself. Yeah. It's like, come on. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, and then your uh, your guys' single, Weather and Time, really like it. And your voice is really good. Oh. Did, I mean, was that was it one of those things where like you like you guys knew like his voice capability, no, um, but just wanted a different feel for Ritual? We we knew his voice capability. Uh-huh. We thought he might start singing, but we put up an ad saying, "Oh, hard rock man looking for a new singer." Yeah. And uh, a friend of mine from college hit us up, and I've I've seen him sing. I know how his style. And I go, "This guy's a badass singer," and he had told us, "Hey, I'm actually looking for a new band to join." Uh, cool if I come by, hear you guys out, I'll learn one song. So yeah, he comes down. His name is uh, Jonathan Knowles. Mm. I know, the name's great, because I'll tell a joke later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we hear him out, he's like, yeah, love to have you sing and join. And uh, he wrote Wither in Time. Oh, so that's okay. him, that's his vocal singing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It, we he, did the exact opposite with our first singer. We're just like, you got free reign, do whatever you want. Yeah. We're not going to put any input, input, take it away. It's yours. We, we already had uh, Wither in Time written. The title he gave it, because uh, the working title we call it was Piv, mm. which is that forward slash in Spotify or wherever you list it. It's oh, okay. Winter in Time forward slash Piv. Oh, okay. And even now we only reference it as Piv. Oh, let's play Piv. Mm. P-I-V. Let's go, Piv. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, t- we showed him the song. He's like, oh, this is cool. Cool. The two guitars are doing something weird, mm. different. Uh, I'll write lyrics. He writes them. He comes back. We're all, we go, we're ready to record this. Where we recorded that thing, I don't think it was Fullerton. I think, was it Fullerton College? I think it was. Okay, yeah, Fullerton Community College. Okay. And um, that's where we recorded all the instrumentals and everything. And at the time, it was still with the previous singer. Mm-hmm. She was there, oh. as well as that drummer. Oh, and man. We, we, <laughs> yeah, so this was before that whole incident happened. Right. We thought right. we'd release a single with her on the vocals, and we had everything already tracked with her. Mm. And then we had vocals for her already recorded at that college for that song and so we just kept the instrumentals like we got rid of her yeah, vocals off of the track, the track. And like took them away and we handed these tracks to johnny who took them and wrote his lyrics and everything else on top of that so our friend tristan had his own home-built studio so we just went to his backyard went into the studio and we just recorded his vocals right there. Oh, day. okay. So yeah. that's John. That's Jonathan yeah. Knowles' mm-hmm. vocals. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Really. Really. Yeah. Good. He goes for it. He He's just a good belches. Guy. Really yeah. good. <laughs> Crazy good. Yeah. Wow. Very cool, man. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, that, that's a. That's a really neat song. I, I really enjoyed that too. And it seemed it, it. It. sounded a little more mature. I don't know why. Too, <laughs> but you know it just. Just like really. Just, I, we've heard that one before. Yeah. 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 That totally makes sense. We yeah. Get it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 It's. it's Really good song. Um, so, um, how long have you guys been a been a band for in totality for Brujas? Almost a good while. A year and a half. Almost. Year and a half. I feel it's longer. Okay, yeah. way longer. Yeah, hmm. can't be. <laughs> a year and a half or two years, something like that. Nice, nice. And what? Um, 
what are some what are some fun uh show experiences or places that you guys have played that you really enjoy go ahead tell them Edgar <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one yeah, tell them your favorite story you want it, you, you've been waiting so long what was it you played in the Ferns. good old Ferns? good old city of which Long Beach California <laughs> in Long Beach uh, the best that Long Beach has to offer <laughs> Ferns it's, uh, this is bar some corner I forgot the street and I don't mind not knowing because I don't want to return there <laughs> yeah we, we show up parking lot sucks yeah, uh, the inside it's dark. <laughs> it is dark. There's almost no light in there. there. No, there was no light. They they gave us a stage area. It's just pitch black. It's pitch black. It's literally stage no area light. being where they keep their extra stools. Mm-hmm. Oh and they have gosh. like cakes in the back right there and everything like that. Uh, we were there like, uh, where do the microphone plugs in? plugs in? They're like, oh, we don't have a PA. Oh my god. And so the other band I was playing with us brought their bass amp. And we sang through their bass amp. <laughs> Can't even get decent drinks there either. <laughs> yeah, tell me about that. I thought that was I thought that was funny, for Ferns. Uh, <laughs> I asked for uh, my go-to drink would be the Mo- no, sorry his go-to drink is the Moscow Mule. Yeah. And then I don't know if they gave it to you. Well, they. <laughs> I I asked the bartender. I'm like, can I get a, a mule? She goes, what? <laughs> uh, you know, like your what is it? Is a ginger ale and something? He goes, okay. And uh, when, when any bar you go to, you ask for a meal. They give you that copper tin cup. Mm. Makes you feel like a pirate. Yeah. No, she gave me this regular glass cup. <laughs> yeah. I don't think this is my drink. I do not feel like a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> you fine. understand why I got this drink, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it to get drunk. <laughs> I did it for the aesthetics. Right. Look to look like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was all right. It was mostly lemon juice. Oh, wow. Jeez. And then my go-to drink is an old-fashioned. And I just like, I like whiskey. And I, I asked for one, and what'd she say? Her response is, oh, you don't want that. And I was like, AKA, I don't know how to make that. Nah, she's not going to do it. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of a smooth way to say that, yeah. that, you know, I can't make it. You're just like, oh, no, I can make you something that I can make. <laughs> Here, just have some straight Jameson. And then as this day went on, we were just, like, more and more like, this place kind of sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> and uh, I'm just, uh, I got a beer, and I just, like, drinking my beer and minding my own business. I see the bartender walk into the restroom, and then I see a fellow walking with her. This is a one-toilet restroom. Oh, And there's a female icon on the door. And I don't see them back for like five minutes. <laughs> <and I> just, <laughs> it's one of those places. Yeah. It's one of those places, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember going there myself. I think we were playing pool, and friends were working at... GameStop, and oh, I was like, okay. "Wow, this is this is the this kind of kind of bar." This huh? is you the know? bars yeah. you hear about. Yeah, yeah it's bad. Uh, that reminds me, uh, pool is the only thing they have going for them. Right, <laughs> those two pools. I think that was the only reason we were there yeah. too. Because one of them was three. One of them was in a pool uh, league. Yeah. And even then, one of them eats your coins and doesn't spit <laughs> out the, all the cues. Um, so t- tell me about. <laughs> We've had some good shows though. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, tell I promise me, it's tell not me, all that. Tell bad. me about some ones where they, yeah, some some really cool shows that you guys played. You know what? It was uh, with Strange Trips. It was on their yeah, yeah their their EP release. Their EP release. Oh, okay. In Pomona. Nice. Right? Was it, yeah, Pomona. It was Pomona. Yeah, that was a really good one. They had a uh, someone doing. It was DBA, I believe. DBA, yeah. Yeah. Doing uh, like background projection images. He had his water bowl, and he's like. Tossing colors in there. Oh wow! And yeah. it's nice, flashing lights. And like yeah, that, nice. that whole show, like it just stacked the place with people, and you know, it was. Oh, of course, it was like it was four twenty that same day. Yeah, oh, so, yeah that's uh, what it was. It was yeah, yeah. it was a really fun show. Oh yeah. man, like <laughs> we we played that show, and I was like telling people happy holidays, everybody. <laughs> this guy, 
this guy comes up to me after like our set and he just hands me the biggest nug I've yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, he does. He just <laughs> puts it right in the palm of his hand. He's like, happy this holidays, is- friend. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> At the time, we had our EP released. Um, we had this little cauldron where uh, we, people could throw us tips. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had a battery with me. I just took a pop, puff it into the cauldron and just smoke coming out. Nice. It, it was a great show. People yeah, loved people it. it. That's and then, cool. yeah, Strange Strip is a great band. Yeah. Uh, I know you've had their... Uh, guitarist here yeah yeah i'm gonna have them on the show too pretty soon oh too. again they're so, tiny yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so that'll be fun talking to talk the rest of them um tell me about uh so tell me about your the future for brujas so you got you got you got an ep out mm-hmm. got a really good song out what's what's next for you guys what can we expect an album out pretty soon or what what are the what are the uh happenings on that i what? think uh right now we're definitely uh trying to get another album out like not uh, just our first album because an ep is cool but people people won't go for eps much anymore and like that's a fact a lot of people say that but we want to write a collection of just really good songs take our time with it we're not like trying to book shows because at the time we were doing shows and writing music we had no time for writing music or we had no time to do the shows it was just colliding too much so right now we're just trying to get together we got four members we're, we're gonna have my vocals on the track uh when we can and just when we were, feel like we're ready we're gonna go into a studio a friend of ours his name is brian and he has his own studio called interfusion studios uh we're gonna go in there he's gonna record us and we're gonna release the tracks and see what people think yeah Nice. And, and that's gonna have a uh, Alan vocals. Yeah. On it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like almost starting over all over again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> far is, too often. Yeah, far too often. <laughs> Hopefully, this is the last of it. This is without my favorite lineup of guys I've played with, mm. because I usually have conflicts like with previous singers or like oh, really? other people in the band, and like I feel so comfortable playing with these guys, like um, communicating and like just saying like, like the thing with theory is like I can, I can just talk to these guys and like hey do this and mm-hmm. like we understand each other. Like, we don't need to use a lot of words to be like, uh, this is what I'm trying to convey to you. Hey, hey Adam, do a major seven. And there. I'm just like, here you go, boom. Okay, go. Cool. Yeah. That's interesting, too, because I'm in my time of playing with other people and whatnot, and I've had people that I've played with that have not been, like, music theory-oriented, mm-hmm. and then when I played uh, the Skelefuzz, the Halloween event, <laughs> um, uh, I want to say it was 2018, Um where the Lou the ba- the bassist that I yeah. had on the show, you know, That's he was very much music theory influenced, and, and I took music theory classes, but I had it was kind of like a, a muscle that I had to work because oh, yeah. I was like, oh geez, you know, like you know, oh, so the, you do C sharp, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you gotta know when to use it <laughs> too. This, this, <laughs> yeah, I was like, geez, like, I know who you're working with as well. It's just crazy. Yeah. Interesting. Is that taken into account when you guys look for different musicians or singers and everything? Not like that? a whole lot. No. Um. It's always a very nice surprise when they go, oh, yeah, I know how to read. I can, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's sweet. So, um, yeah, just speaking of new lineups, our bass player right now is also new. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Again, again, someone we knew from college just kind of messaged him on the whim. You want to come play bass? He goes, yeah, I'll play. He comes by, he plays. Uh, we're showing him one of our new songs, and it has this cool rhythm that I like. Nice. For me, it's like Deep Purple inspired. Because okay. <laughs> we have we focus on a root note for the first two beats. Third beat jumps to a different note. Fourth beat returns to the root note, and then it repeats like that. So it feels like there's three of that root note yeah. going, and so it almost feels like the the new note is on the fourth, but it's really on the third. 
Mm. And uh, our previous bass player just couldn't wrap his head around that. Oh, really? Yeah. And like yeah. just explaining it, honestly, it sounds crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like I know what he's saying, but I'm just like, actually, I don't know yeah. if they know what um, they're saying. Uh, right. So, and with this new bass player, I, I, I gave him that explanation, what I just said. And he goes, okay. And then he just nails it on the first try. Wow. Like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. He, yeah. Knows what he's, he knows what I'm talking about. Right. Um, there's no confusion here. And I feel like I can communicate well. Yeah. And sometimes it's just as simple as a rhythm. We just like need you to be like, oh, we're playing in three instead of four. So count and, three. And after 60 measures, we're going to three, four. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a lot of our music does not stay in standard uh, four, four or like... It, it it definitely varies. There's, there's a few tempo changes mm-hmm. sometimes. But yeah. Wow. Interesting. You know, one thing I, that I, I caught too, at least from um, Ritual, is that okay. the songs are like four, six minutes, like uh, yeah. pretty relatively long songs. Is that also inspired from like, because I know like Queens of the Stone, some of their songs were fucking oh, yeah. seven, eight minutes, yeah. you know? Right. I mean, beautiful music, but like it's like seven, eight minutes, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, is that is that something inspired too? Or? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I love everything queens you know like uh songs for the deaf album is my all-time favorite oh, album yeah that's like i can vouch classic. for every one of those songs yeah but that's um, classic. another good album from them uh like clockwork and those songs mm-hmm. are like you know they go up to like 10 minutes practically yeah and but there's so much enveloping them and textures and detail that i really was appealed to um but i think for us it was just well like me and him both were into the same genre which is stoner rock and like just that yeah. whole like we we enjoy like the riffs and stuff like that, but we can't be playing that same riff for like fifteen minutes straight. I argue that we can. Oh man, like no, <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> Watch me do it right now. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, guys, next part. Nigger's just going away. I'm like change your chord, damn it. <laughs> no, <laughs> this riff is nasty, and we're gonna stay at it. Uh, that's and, funny. And like, well, well, like. And like more bands, like uh, like like, like Tool just released an album, and like, like I I can't actually listen to half those songs just because of the length. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's hard for me to go past like seven to eight minutes. Yeah. 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 I try. I'm trying to remember the main song that was on like Rock Band Two, and is a Tool song. Great song, but it's like ten minutes. I'm like. <laughs> like playing it on rock band like just like every uh, uh, person like drumming it's like oh i'm getting tired uh, <laughs> green grass and high tides by the outlaws <laughs> you know that one right? no, I don't. yeah you do. which one is it green grass and high tide no. uh, oh that's a great one yeah the outlaws yeah Come yeah on, it's i like, had no i i had i knew nothing about the song or the band or anything I mean, until neither. rock yeah. band too Rock it's Band like a, Two changed changed my my rock life. Dude, for me, it was, <laughs> I think it was yeah, Rock Band Two for me as well. Hmm. I remember like when that game came out, I just I walked into my bedroom and picked it up and I played <laughs> it for like this was like back when I was in like high school, Probably. and so like it was just a weekend, it was a Saturday, and so I spent all Saturday like eight hours that day just playing that game. And yeah, I just thought it was the best time of my life, and I can be like <laughs> I can be a rock star when I get older. And I didn't pick up a guitar till like five years later. Oh wow! I was I was nineteen when I first picked up that guitar and thought all right, I'm going to impress this chick and be like the cool rock star she wanted me to be. Mm. So for me, it was kind of a, uh, I was a late bloomer uh, yeah. comparative to at least Edgar here. Yeah, I was like 12 or 11 when mm-hmm. I first picked it up. When you first started. Yeah. And okay. I was out of boredom trying to get out of one place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have to get out. I need something musically. <laughs> That's interesting because, yeah, I'm a, I would consider myself a late bloomer too. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I started, I probably started around the same time, you know, around 18, 19. Um, you know, so do do you feel like that? Do you feel like that kind of like hindered like you like learning guitar? Oh yeah, like okay. uh, 
because like I said, when I started playing with those other guys, they were my age. They were 19 as well. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, God, the levels between us, like I was just having trouble. Like what, what's a, what's an A? <laughs> yeah. like, he's just like, I'll oh, just follow me. And so I just learned f- how to follow people for like a good year or something like that. And um, the, the only nice thing about it is when I was that late, and like I was starting to learn guitar, people were always just like, "Wow, you're a fast learner!" And like, mm-hmm. because like you 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 learn something brand new, you pick it up quick and you develop fast. But once you hit a plateau, then you gotta work really hard to get any better. Yeah, yeah. So like at that time, I was just proud of myself for trying to keep up with these guys who mm. know what they're doing. Mm. I forgot the artist that said it, but I mean, she said, "You're only gonna get good if you play every night." Mm. Yeah, and that's just kind of what you have that's to do. True, yeah. You know, when you surround yourself with people who are better than you. And you're forced to get good. Oh, man. Right. That's what it's like when we go to like class and we're playing classical guitar. The people there just blow me away. Yeah. Like I thought like I, like w- where Edgar was at, I thought he was like the best guitarist like I knew currently at the time. Uh-huh. And then I walked into these classes. Yeah, just, I invited him over like, hey, come to OCC, you know, take a class with me. <laughs> and yeah. these guys just yeah. blew me away. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I should just quit right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, I know that feeling, man. It's just like, yeah, because it's, it's funny because I've – yeah, I've had I've had all those experiences myself where it's just like, God, I need to catch up, you know, or mm-hmm. just or just you know, you kind of use your personal strengths to try to meet them in the middle, some way, shape, or form, oh, yeah. you know. Wow, very interesting, cool. Um, so one of the last things I wanted to ask, um, I know we talked about it a bit. So you guys are you guys are heavily writing, you know, writing, working on the next album. Um, do you guys do you guys have like a a perspective time where you want to release it or is it more just focusing on the music and then once it comes out it comes out mm, i don't think there's a perspective time placed out yet if we wanted to i'd say definitely before summer comes around mm. so i'd say like the next two or three months uh would be ideal okay where we're at right now i'd say like half the songs pretty yeah. well done yeah yeah and then um that's some good progress yeah, nice. yeah. And, um, I mean, there's songs we've been working on since forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even from with our first singer, mm-hmm. these riffs were just carrying them over. We keep going. Hey, let's keep this. Let's keep pushing. It's almost done. Yeah. We we could finish this. We like playing this. Mm. And like when we like uh, put out music, we've gotten bands that come up to us and tell us like, "Wow, you guys put out music pretty quick. Like, I didn't think you guys would write this fast. Like, and, and now we're at this place where we're just like, man, we're haven't put out music in a while now like <laughs> i feel pretty damn slow <laughs> like we got to keep up with these oh, expectations we, we got all the bad music out yeah. now we're gonna get the good stuff that's what we're telling ourselves there you go. like, like uh, we think like it's just quality over time like yeah, that's what we're hoping that we're gonna produce mm-hmm. but as of right now um we're just trying to focus on making sure it's the best music that we can play and definitely like i uh, myself am not like a highly trained vocalist. I've definitely taken classes for a few years. Um, but comparative to our previous uh, vocalists, I'm <laughs> behind them for sure. <laughs> so we want to see what we can do to improve uh, that over our music and see if we can integrate it and just make it a good song. Uh, and then we're going to do it step by step. Nice. Very cool. Well, I, I tip my hat off to you guys because really, your guys' music is really good and, and it sounds it, it sounds a lot more textured than some of the things that I've heard, you know, so kudos to you guys. Um, before we, we get out of here, uh, plugs. Did you guys want to plug anything as far as for people to follow you? We have um, our Spotify. We you can Spotify. type in Brujas, uh, B-R-U-J-A-S. 
uh, at the moment we only have Wither and Time, Piv, and uh, the EP Rituals. And we have our... Uh, we have a YouTube account. We've got a few videos up on there. Do we still own that? Yeah, we do. That's not Tristan's? No, it's ours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't step foot it's in like that. I didn't give him the password. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we have that. So awesome. that's us. Yeah, we got our YouTube account. We got Instagram. Um, Instagram's a big one. Yeah, yeah. Um, you probably won't find us on Facebook. Like, no. No, no. Yeah. It's, it's going to be impossible. If you find anybody there. Yeah, that's somebody just, else. <laughs> You're even trying too hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying too hard, or it's like it's not the band that'll yeah. be successful. I, th- I think you're on the fifth Google page we saw. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, uh, Alan and Edgar, thank you guys for taking the time thank to you. to meet with uh, me, and uh, it's been a really fun conversation. Well, there you have it, folks. This is Jarrell Powell in the 440 Guitar Podcast. Uh, you will hear from me very soon, and uh, have a good day. Thank you so much. Yeah.